0: Spooking Tuesday. I sure haven't met many girls like you.
1: No, you haven't met any girls like me.
0: Look up. Stoners. See that one? First one I laid my eyes on. You know, the light that's leaving that star right now will take a billion years to get down here. You wanna know why you've never met a girl like me before?
2: Yeah, why? Because I'll
0: still be here
2: when the light from that star gets down here to Earth. It's in a billion years.
1: That sounds like fun. It is. I'd like to be there too.
3: Maybe. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson.
4: I'm Monica Height. And I'm
3: Chelsea Death.
4: And this week marks a momentous occasion for Spooky Tuesday. In the past, you might have heard us go onto other people's podcasts, but never before have we had another podcast onto our podcast. And so we decided to start with the best of the best. Today we're joined with homies of horror. Would y'all like to introduce yourselves?
2: Wow! Yeah, hi, I'm Erica.
0: I'm Rochelle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're homies of horror. <laughs> Beautiful
4: incredible we've been fans of y'all for hella long and so it's really exciting to meet you guys and see your faces though not in person <laughs> oh, but i mean you. step up from
1: instagram mutuals so yeah it's it's
4: true. a big development
0: very true well thank you for having <laughs> us too
4: yeah we're working our way up basically, mm-hmm, totally mm-hmm. totally but yeah thank you guys so much for coming on the pod this is our last episode of our romance themed month um, we've been all over the place this month. We've done Crimson Peak, we did Bones and All. Now nah, we did C- Casper last week. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> first
3: romance. Okay. That is I a romance. Stand movie, by that. Okay. I stand by it.
4: It is. It is. Um, and now we're doing a movie that I think I was the first person in our Spooky Tuesday group to have seen. It is a 1987 movie, and it is near dark um and i'll just start with the little imdb log line to get that out of the way um it's this is what it says a small town farmer's son reluctantly joins a traveling group of vampires after he is bitten by a beautiful drifter
1: okay yeah that works he yeah. is a beautiful <laughs> drifter brings it together nicely and tells you what you need to know
3: doesn't give away yeah, had- too much yeah, yeah. oh
4: no and it says the word vampire, but they never say the word vampire That's true. in this movie. That's so true. I love that. I love that. And there's no <laughs> pointy teeth or anything like that. It's just like, you get it.
1: They don't do a weird little name for it like they love to do in zombie movies either. They're just like, it's yeah. fine. Like, you get the idea. We're talking around it.
2: Yeah. Totally. Also, they have heartbeats, question mark. So they're dead, but they're
1: It's a good point. Yeah. Kind of not. They're alive, but they're dead. And dead, I (laughs) believe, is the technical term. Um, But yeah, I mean, like Monica said, she's the only one of the three of us who'd already seen it. And we kind of collabed with you guys to choose this movie. Um, Had you guys seen it before?
0: No, no, no. First time for me.
3: Same. Oh, my God. So many newbies. (laughs) We're really digging deep into the cult classics. I had to subscribe to like AMC Plus to watch this movie because I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, okay, we I'm make, make you work for it.
0: Trial. <laughs> oh, you know who has this one though? Shutter. I found this one on mm. Shutter actually.
3: Uh, it yeah, it's on on mine. Wow, mm. Roku <laughs> lawsuit messed <Best laughs>
4: up, wrong, badly wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that y'all have seen it now because I, I was really blown away by this when I saw it a few months ago, but, um, I was just talking to everyone before we started. I have a collection of like 10 cowboy hats, so it kind of makes sense that I would love a cowboy Western vampire movie. It's kind of ticking all of my boxes, um, also set in the late eighties, which always brings some gruesome, beautiful shit here. Um, but I do like love the eighties. Oh my God! Yeah, Sydney's is that's like Sydney's, Sydney's the
2: '80s girly. Yeah, uh, no, same. '80s America. is like my favorite horror. Yeah, decade.
3: yes, '80s horror is superior, hands down. No questions. <laughs> they were doing some
4: freak shit in that era, and it was beautiful. The practical effects, the makeup, really nice. Um, the outfits. But I think
3: the, the outfits. outfits.
4: Well, th- that's part of what I was just gonna say. The reason that these vampires are so different is because we're so used to with vampires this like kind of like european aristocratic man in a castle and blah 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 with the slick black hair and the cloaks and blah 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 blah. and this is a totally different type of vamp they're Mm. not called vamps they don't have pointy teeth they are living in an rv traveling through middle america like it's the american vampire i really like that concept
1: although interestingly obviously this movie came out the same year as the lost boys and so there's like definitely some overlap in their style um but nomadic versus like setting up a home base you know it's a different vibe
3: and also so colorful and so blue like this movie is so dark and blue very twilight this movie and twilight have so many things that just like in common yes yes Yes. honestly reading all that i was like i like this movie a little more
0: Mm. (laughs) one shirtless werewolf and you would have been good would have been set
3: exactly that's all that i needed
1: yeah
4: we just needed yeah we just needed a werewolf in the mix but yeah it's like gender swap twilight Twilight. which i love (laughs) i love but Western, which I love. And no sparkling, which I love. I like so the I sparkling. This- also like no sparkling. sparkling. I liked all the pyrotechnics, though.
1: <laughs> That's a really firm <laughs> shake of the head from Roche.
0: Get on the sparkles, thanks.
1: Okay,
3: all right. This is the skin of a killer. Come on, it's incredible. <laughs> we all have our
1: own different tastes. That's okay. It's
0: totally valid and completely fair. <laughs>
3: Some of us can be wrong. It's fine.
4: <laughs> uh, but I it's funny because I didn't realize that this came out the same year as The Lost Boys, like literally like a couple months after, which is pretty uh that's like a dense time for vampire, yeah. incredible vampire 80s lore. Um, but these are so different to the portrayals of vampires because I feel like um usually there's like this allure to being a vampire where you like wanna be. A vampire um I don't really like I didn't feel that from this I feel like they're all having kind of a hard time
2: <laughs> it looks shitty like it looks really <laughs> really bad I'm like this is not a gang that I want to be hanging out with at no, all no I
4: mean everybody's hot in their own regard which I appreciate um I minus the child but uh <laughs> <laughs> Homer <laughs> to
1: clarify
4: Homer. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> important
1: disclaimer um, um he's an adult man he's just in a child's body in a small you know. body that's tough
4: too oh yeah and he is really he's got a lot of issues with that which fair very fair <laughs> they feel like they kind of dive into that more than they do with like Chris, kristen dunth's baby vampire <laughs> oh, yeah. in an interview with the vampire <laughs> he is pent up and he's pissed off <laughs> <laughs> but like i thought at first i was like oh this is pretty cool they got this rv and they're going around in the RV. And I love RVing. It's fun. Um, you know, we're doing the whole van life thing with vampires. There's some sort of pun that could be made here. Like vampire. Vampire. vam life. I don't know. Um, but it's really bad either way. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> I honestly was thinking about it for like 10 minutes. Trying to find a way to make it a cool pun. No, there's no way to do it. Um,
3: <laughs> if anybody could have done it, it would have been it yeah. Up.
1: yeah, I was Thank like, they so ditch much. it
2: pretty quick. Like, yeah, I was ch- like, sucks. Yeah, it does. I thought we were gonna have more time on this like adventure in the van. True, um,
0: true. I thought it was gonna be way more like driving and road trip. I was yeah. very surprised. Yeah,
2: yeah they just go
3: confused. from Kansas to Oklahoma or Oklahoma to Kansas.
1: One
0: or, or the other, and back again. Wait, did they go to yeah. Texas? Yeah. Did they, they ever they go to
1: Texas? in Texas? The dad was in Waco at the one point. The dad was
4: in Texas, so I think he Sarah. went the wrong way and uh may is from sweetwater texas that's
3: right. important i
4: mm-hmm. just remember that because i just rewatched the beginning five minutes ago um uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was really confused why they blew up the rv i was like that was a stupid decision are they just angry and then i was like oh no it's because they saw the rv pick up caleb and so it would be on the police's radar and i was like rats
3: gotta cover caleb why it's gotta the ruin a good would it actually be on the police's radar <laughs> i don't I think feel like so. they could have gotten away
1: with it i mean we just talked about a bunch of overlapping themes probably on our bones and all episode um because i mean this question this movie does a lot of the same questions about like can you really kill for survival like do you have what it takes um and like what are your workarounds if you're not willing to do that? And um, also, what was, were you just saying a second ago that started me on that? Do you think?
3: Uh, stolen cars and yeah, uh, the police. On our, yeah.
1: We <laughs> were like, police. it's the 80s. This is a perfect time to be a traveling cannibal. Because, like, yeah. you know, they're not really tracking things the way that they can in today's day and age. You wouldn't be able to get away with it the same way. Um, I just feel
0: like they
3: didn't even try to keep the RV. They, they should have gotten a bunch to. of yeah. spray paint. And spray painted it a different color, and literally nobody would have known.
0: <laughs> That's uh, true. They should have pimped their RV. What oh, a wasted opportunity. God. Damn. Damn. Exhibit like where you at? Did Dope.
4: they ever do an RV on Pimp My Ride? No. That didn't. is a big market opportunity. Oh my God. Exhibit, come back and just do van life Pimp
3: My Ride. This is a request. <laughs>
1: There's <laughs> definitely a market for that. There's 100%. There's no way that show wouldn't take off.
3: I would love a juice bar in the back of my RV. (laughs) A jacuzzi tub
4: sounds Mm -hmm. like a great option. Maybe a fish tank (laughs) in your van.
1: Uh, Oh my God.
4: You got to do it. You got to do it. I've seen the people Uh, on TikTok.
1: They're already pressed for space.
4: But okay, it is Romance Month after all, and there is a romance at the center of this movie. So we have Caleb. We meet him right away. He's dashingly handsome. And now that I'm looking at IMDb, he's definitely a man that I've seen on a cop show or something. He uh, was on Heroes. And he is
1: Enemy because he cheated on Natalie Maines from The Chicks. That's what the whole album is. That's, about. The, that guy? that's the guy. That's the guy. He was in the Goodbye Earl music video as a cop, actually, I think is what you're thinking of. What? That back wow. when we were still together. Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. No, that, that is ruining this movie,
4: movie for me.
3: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, I did gosh, go in knowing that's M&M, enemy. But
1: like I I it colored he, my experience for sure. They left the tights on
4: her boat. Oh my god. Yeah. I am so upset. We're big Dixie Chicks fans um, here. Oh, excuse me, the uh, Chicks, Chicks fans <laughs> here. I'm so sorry. Um, and I am upset. Well, okay, I'm gonna well, try to compartmentalize heroes, and move maybe. past
1: this. He was good in, in the Goodbye part. Earl music video. He's a good actor. He's a he's a handsome man, and he is not playing himself. He's playing Caleb. So I think we'll. Power I'm gonna compartmentalize
4: him. it. I'll move yeah, past. Yeah. I'll move past. I but... didn't think he was that
2: good in this. <laughs> I was about to say, I just don't like Caleb. <laughs> I did not like
1: him. Me either. He's also an enemy to me.
2: Thank He's very God. Boring.
0: Okay. I was go- I was about to be really sad <laughs> if I was the only person that did not like Caleb. Because I really did not like him.
1: Well, here's no. the thing. They set him fully up to be a little bitch-ass bitch um, by yeah. essentially kidnapping he her in his someone. truck. Um, yeah. He really off the bat is like no I'm not gonna listen to you you keep trying to get away from me I would literally chase you down the road um there was a moment where I was like maybe it's romantic and she likes him um but mostly she was like please take me home and he was like I'm gonna stop this car until yeah. you kiss for me for a kiss red flags kiss.
4: so many red flags. red
1: flags
4: he like comes up there and he's like hey do you have a boyfriend like immediately yeah <laughs>
2: And yeah, even the way he approaches her and he is like, I'd love a bite. When she's eating her ice cream, it's like, can you
1: give
2: me some space? Like, I don't, who are you? Why did you just slink out of the shadows and ask for a bite of my ice? Immediately, I was like, this guy is giving me the ickiest vibe. It's disrespectful, and
0: that but why? Why is she eating an ice cream cone? That still bothers me. I don't get it.
4: <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that when I rewatched it because I was like,
3: he eats that candy bar later and he vomits everywhere. Dies. Yeah. She's also four years older than him, vampire years. So maybe her tummy has adjusted. She's gained skills. To-
0: vampires eventually get to eat ice cream because that's kind of bomb i would like I that mean, to it be canon. It in her so. mouth
3: and it
1: melted and then she just like let it leak out because she, it out. she only takes mouth. like and one then... bite she
2: takes like the tip of the ice cream just, just the tip just the tip and then of the ice cream just the Bye. tip yeah <laughs> and she yeah. never goes back i are not mature here <laughs> by mean... the way uh just so you know
3: <laughs>
1: sorry sorry um I do think it is a possibility that she was doing that on purpose to lure a man maybe I don't know even if it was just for a meal but then she was like he's cute and he doesn't respect my boundaries um and she fell in love (laughs) I don't know um but that is a really interesting point because I didn't think about that until I was like he did puke up that candy bar I think um that
4: if she can eat ice cream after 4 years then it makes this type of vampire look more, feel more alluring to me because my main reason I wouldn't become a vampire it's not like the murder and stuff it's the fact that you don't get to eat yummy food anymore um cuz i feel like if you're going to live forever like the whole point of that would be to eat like every type of cuisine in the entire universe um mm-hmm. so really hopeful for this type of vampire the american vampire you still get to eat food only fo- after four years
1: <laughs> maybe it is like twilight and they can eat food but eventually it'll just sit in their stomach and then they'll puke it up and adrian Pazar is just mm. new and doesn't know how things work and so immediately doesn't taste the same and he's like yeah there's something wrong with this candy bar instead of being like my body rejects this candy bar mm.
4: it's all him being a new up yeah
1: ideas yeah he's just done which i'm willing to get on board mm-hmm. with as a theory yeah. i think yeah oh yeah
4: he, he's certainly dumb. He's like <laughs> um you know not to be mean to cowboys but there is a stereotype of like the simple beautiful cowboy man um that i've seen in other films and he is that simple beautiful cowboy man um and he's he's not even that beautiful now that i know what i know about him as an actor he is anyway kind of he's beautiful, ugly covered on the in inside with the
1: eyeliner <laughs> he is a little
3: beautiful <clears throat>
4: He's all, but he's so sweaty throughout this, and he's so like a barfy throughout this. (laughs) But he does look good when he's not barfy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he's going. He his character goes through like the most aesthetically wise in this movie. He's burnt to a crisp for seventy percent of it. Sweaty. Sometimes it looks like his skin is falling off. Unless that was just me. Like sometimes it looks like his. It, his skin was falling off, but then it would happens
4: when you get burned. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, him away. and Severin, Severin, by the way, never picked that by name up throughout w- the Brent film. Name. By also, Bill, Bill Paxton, who, who is, is So funny in this. Severin, J.K. Rowling. Where did she get Severus from? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> she got it. It's like a snake thing, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, he, I think, also goes through a lot of transformations because he gets roasty toasty as well. I love the roasty toasty of it all in this. Everybody is like a little marshmallow and they get over toasted (laughs) throughout the film. I love that. We (laughs) love a good marshmallow vampire. I'm always saying there should be more pyrotechnics in vampire movies. And here we are. Yeah, there's there's a lot.
0: There's some like really extreme ones too the one where he goes into the car like you can tell that that's a stunt person but the fact that a fully inflamed person is entering a car i i was clutching my clothes watching the movie i was like please don't blow up please don't blow up i don't know who this is but i hope they get out of here safe
4: yeah that stunt person god give him a bonus that was insane
1: There was lots of really good flames moments in this movie, but there was also one, um, and I forget which plane it was, but probably near the end where it was like exploding on the power lines. And so you got like the sparks and stuff lighting up the screen too. I thought that was very cool.
0: I almost thought that that was real. Like, I wonder if that was an effect or if it had just happened. They were like, all right, let's just get this.
3: <laughs> let's use this. let's there just get this and not tell DD. the city. <laughs>
1: There's something on IMDb trivia that said, and I didn't understand it. I felt like there's information missing in this. So if Monica, this appeared in any of your research, please let me know um but it said they were filming in a drought most of the time um but then they made it seem without saying this as though there was one day where there was like lots of thunderstorms and they like scrambled to write a scene where they could like incorporate it so they could use like the water shining off the street to like really make things beautiful and like capture some of these incredible shots that they got so i don't know i'm willing to say maybe it was real Electricity. I actually my, the articles sense, but...
4: I read were like really like uh philosophical. So when oh. they
1: <laughs> they didn't
4: Ooh. go they went into like themes, a lot of themes, okay. and I was like, Oh my god, this movie is much heavier than I my don't... little self-anticipated. Um but I mean to take it back to its basics again, I will say we think that Caleb is weird and he's annoying, but I did like the little look at the star. I will be here. In a billion years, when the light from mm-hmm. that star reaches me, scene. I thought that was cool. I
1: don't know. That was the moment the where rom- I was like, maybe it is romantic, a little bit, a little bit. It was a little bit romantic, but it was
4: also
2: wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was weird, but it kind of reminded me of like a walk to remember,
1: <laughs> where uh... they like go
2: and look up at the sky. Um, that was the only romantic bit I felt like.
1: <laughs> oh, <Romance>. really? <laughs> and
4: at least for them. Problematic, but um I, Uh-oh. I, I thought it was really romantic when he <laughs> finally makes his way back to her after trying to like leave and go back to his family and he's like dying after his horrifying candy bar experience and she's like here, drink my blood. And then she he drinks her blood and then hears her heartbeat or something. I don't know. And then I don't know. I was like, "Ooh, something's happening here. Wow. I thought that part was a little steamy, but then they did it the second time, and I was like, oh, now it's sad and bad, and so you've ruined it. Cause it's like, oh, he's gonna kill her if he keeps doing that. Yeah. And he
1: looks so gleeful he about doesn't it. Was he
0: smiling. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that shit.
1: I feel like the euphoric rush of um having blood after being literally starving is probably just what was going on in that moment it's like he got high all of a sudden and he's just like not at his normal um ability to engage politely but that's already a low bar for him um (laughs) I just I I feel the passion of that moment but yeah I mean i don't trust him and i don't i mean something in imdb also called him like a deliberately um like not a hero basically like they're very much not trying to cast him in a traditional hero role um that said does the movie accomplish that by the end i'm not so sure he's complicated for sure
4: because he's like we're He's kind of, like, roped into being – well, one, he's creepy. First, he's creepy. Then he's roped into being a vampire, and he doesn't want to kill people. But then he's like, okay, honestly, take this with a grain of salt. Then he's like, well, okay, but I will help all these vampires who are massacring 15 cops right now. So, I mean,
3: hey, okay,
4: that could go either way.
3: (laughs) Well, he does that because he's like, well, if I don't help them, they're just going to kill me because I got them into this mess. True, true,
4: true, 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 true. Yeah, he's a complicated character, for sure. I mean, and then like,
1: oh, morally gray uh, character, you know. I just think he's kind of a bitch, a little bit. Like, if you're gonna be a vampire who refuses to do killing, okay. But the solution is not to just outsource all of your killing to your girlfriend and then almost kill her every time that you're hungry. Like, that doesn't really seem like you're accomplishing your task of eliminating harm that you're doing. You're just not doing it yourself. Yourself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Classic man.
0: True. True.
1: (laughs) Thank you for your support with an ally. (laughs) Thank you.
3: (laughs) Ally.
4: (laughs) And he's still drinking that truck driver's blood just through the transitive property. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, he's still died. So couldn't he have just, I mean, if he wants it to be that way, he should just have her kill the people and then he can just drink. They can like drink together from the people. yeah. Like it could be like a little thing, like a spaghetti thing, but
1: blood. Yeah, you know, oh, Dana, like, Lady oh, Lady oh, the, tramp. the
2: Yeah, but yeah.
1: it's the of guy's it
4: intestine. Next? Cute. There's no cannibal no, the scene
1: <laughs> where they like slit the waitress's throat and let her bleed into the cup so that they mm-hmm. can sip it out of that beer Stein. You know what I mean? Like there are other ways to do it. Um, he just doesn't want to put any labor into this at all how dare he
0: he's, right well, yeah
1: and he's a little I, it's
2: like i i kind of like it but then at the end of it i didn't know how i felt about the wishy-washy nature of how he goes about being a vampire but like i, I know that that probably is a very confusing thing that's happening yeah. would like have ebbs and flows which i did appreciate because mm-hmm. i i like seeing that kind of a dilemma but i don't it was just weird how his family was in danger and he was still like, nah, I ru- I ride with them now. And then changed his mind immediately and was like, actually, wait, <laughs> I want to come home. <laughs> I don't know. It just <laughs> it all happened really fast. Yeah. It just happened a little fast for me.
1: <laughs> I think that they're in a polycule and that can explain a lot. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of complicated romantic feelings to explore for him there with Severin, in particular, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> But I, uh, I I agree. Well, I also think at that point, he, like, didn't know that he could go back. You know what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm. Right. Because how does he go back when he has these urges, you know, yeah. to suck blood? Because he still has the hunger, obviously. Like, that's why he does that shit-eating grin after he almost kills his girlfriend. Because, <laughs> like, the the thirst has, like, overtaken him in that moment, even though he's pretty good at keeping it back. But, like, what if he ever hurt his cutie-ass little sister? His little honey, a very sweet. They calls her honey. Sorry. That is sweet. That's one nice thing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like he was trying to protect them because he's a, he's a drifter now or whatever.
0: I don't know. The way he was looking at Severin, like the guy gave him one spur and all of a sudden he was sprung. Like he was ready to just ride with them for the rest of the time. I, I think was that's a big li- deal.
1: it's a big deal. Fresh behavior. Is that
0: now I'm not from the south, but is that a thing? Is like the handing off of a spur, is that like a meaningful thing, or did they just make it up for this movie? I was it's genuinely curious about that.
3: It's gotta <laughs> be a cowboy thing, you know? yeah you're you're
0: a man now here's my spur son go out, go be free
3: if
4: someone gave me their spur it would change my life that would (laughs) (laughs) i would never take it off also if bill paxton gave me his spur my god Mm -hmm. because severin is a stone-cold psychopath but he's swaggy as hell oh my god (laughs) his outfits are incredible and well, he's an asshole, but um, he's really good at being an asshole, like in a really funny, twisted way. So you got to respect that a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit Um, the handing off of a weapon is already like symbolic. You're part of our club now to take off a piece of your outfit to give to someone is like a personal sacrifice. And like this is part of my clearly that's like his identity. You know what I mean? To a degree. He's really. The I mean, I'm no historian or anything like that, but I watch Stranger Things. So I know to be a metalhead in the 80s was to be counterculture. <laughs> um yeah. and so like I feel like he's really adopted this persona that, you know, if he's been around since the great Chicago fire of 1871 or whatever, um, that's a modern look oh, that he has made the choice to engage with. That's what um I thought they were hinting about Yeah, on IMDb also thought it. So I think I ha- um, I, Which is wild which is wild. these cowboys they blamed it on a cow and they just pieced it out of there um really not fair to that cow Um, oh
4: my god I remember learning about that in school I was like I feel like I should get this reference but I Mm -hmm. don't thank you you're there
1: thank god for y'all um but yeah I mean it's part of his style but also like spurs go on your boots you have two of them they're part of a matching set now. Um, I feel like there's just something there for them, um, but I don't know. I think again, it's like he didn't know if he would be a danger to his family. He didn't know if he could survive without this crew. Um, I personally think maybe his dad would do murders for him if that was what it came to, mm-hmm. but thankfully didn't come to that. I don't know where to get all that um, blood? Yeah, but thing. it was only once his family was like explicitly in danger, and it was like, "Well, we're not going to leave- let them leave, like no matter what." That he was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll die." Mm. That's fair. That's fair.
4: <laughs> Can we talk about the other people in this movie because they're all
1: like really diamondback. Fun. diamondback. Oh my god, diamondback. I love diamondback and Jesse. There's a lot of ships here for me.
4: Diamondback, played by Jeanette Goldstein, Stone Cold Fox, cool hair amazing vibes just incredible all around i was in love with her immediately also interest i mean they're all gonna have weird uh age gap relationships because like um they're old Jesse's age isn't real to
1: them yeah sure.
4: exactly um but loved her with jesse played by La- lance henrickson what else is he in that man i aliens? know aliens okay they were like freaking they're all in, aliens. in aliens. yeah they're yeah. all yeah. in aliens <laughs> I love that. I well, can't wait to Alien. Well, the director Catherine
1: Bigelow. Yes. And she was dating James Cameron at the time, and they had just filmed Aliens. And he said, "Would you like my cast?" And she went, "Great." Of well, course I would. would. And she took it.
3: The and then they had that scene where there. there's a movie
1: theater in the background, and it's showing Aliens. And then
3: years later, she took the Oscar away from him in 2010. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well,
4: they also got divorced. So good for her.
3: Yeah. yeah. This is a divorce movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Oh. <laughs>
4: To me, I guess. Well, I mean, there's two divorces <laughs> going on with the actors and or, you know, collaborators.
1: Probably other people got divorced, but I Yeah, I, don't know. I
4: mean, I don't know. History. Who knows what Jenny Wright has been up to? She could have been divorced. Any of them could have. Um, but yeah, I just, I loved, I love the way that they did. Jesse's like, like scarring on his face and all of that. Like he was just such a cool, like cool, calm, collected like ringleader for them too Mm -hmm. like you can tell I don't know again back to like how they don't make being a vampire seem that sick in this one I feel like um Homer obviously super upset that he is in his current situation I feel like Jesse seems kind of tired you know he doesn't seem super jazzed about it either Diamondback can go either way but uh Severin is the only one who's like yeah this is my shit <laughs> I live for this shit um but he was Severin probably a hmm before mm-hmm.
0: True. I'd yeah. argue Diamondback a little bit too because I feel like she's having a lot of fun when she's out there yeah
1: She's a little when sedustic. they got, um, they pulled over for the hitchhiker, and then the hitchhikers were like, "Gotcha!" And then the vampires were like, "Actually, gotcha." Um, I felt like she was having a really fun time. She was really enjoying yeah. herself in that car ride, waiting for them to reveal. As the gun is like going all around her body, she's just, she's the anticipation. She's I think, like jokes on you, her. bitch. She's swimming in it. Yeah.
0: So that butterfly knife is like her teddy bear too. Like she has that. Every scene, I kind of loved it.
3: I wish I could twirl knives without accidentally stabbing myself. (laughs) Mm. I have a knife like that, and I just
4: keep it closed and in my side drawer. I will never try to do a trick, I will
3: lose all my digits. (laughs) I almost like cut my finger off every time I decide I'm gonna actually cook something. So it's not great. (laughs) We all have what are you gonna do? Here's the thing (laughs) Diamond back with her knife. I was just like, oh, oh, she's, especially she's in the bar scene when uh, Jesse is hitting on more aggressively hitting on the waitress. And she is like, don't you dare look at my man slit throat. Love her. The way they took down everybody in that bar. Easy, easy peasy.
1: Um, that- really, everybody in that bar froze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It had zero survival instinct. i am going call. I'ma call it. <laughs>
1: No, Every seriously. single one of
0: them, they just stood there and waited to die. Oh, okay, guys.
1: Except for the last guy. True. But, like, he, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he waited Except until
0: the him. absolute <laughs> end to try and do something. Until he actually saw the pearly gates, he wasn't moving an inch.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. literally in the embrace of a vampire. And then he was like, okay, uh, she is really hot, but maybe I should do some self-preservation shit right now. That could be right. cool.
2: It, it <laughs> felt like that they were like, maybe if I don't move. I won't, won't know when see. I'm here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, why oh did the God. bar? Why did the bartender pick the least threatening person to shoot?
1: Yeah, seems like wasted bullet. Easiest,
3: maybe. Well, technically, Homer would have been the least threatening because that's they fair You know didn't, you're right. that's no, so he wasn't <laughs> a twelve-year-old ordering tequila, and they were like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs>
1: I loved also when Diamondback slit the waitress's throat The way that it like cut away from that And you saw Homer and he's just like vibing for a moment (laughs) He's just
4: dancing He's so fucked up
2: (laughs)
1: all
4: his little things are so funny like he turned may posing as a fifth grader needing homework help and that's when he turned (laughs) because he wanted her to be his forever girlfriend um so so he was shooting for the stars there and then the fact that he has his little baby boy bike and that's how he lures people to their (laughs) death by just being like oh no i fell down it's genius yeah it is genius
2: but also Sarah is a child and and Homer consistently is like I'm I'm an adult in a kid's body and then immediately falls
1: for an eight-year-old child
0: yeah I hated the implications of all of that (laughs) it made me so uncomfortable
1: nasty nasty (laughs) I wonder if his strategy was like if I'm in a child's body and I turn a child, eventually the person inside of that child's body will also be an adult and I'll just hang out for a while. And um, that way if, it won't be weird. I don't if like that either.
3: Kids are dated or like, you know, with each it's other. Just you like know? Jacob
4: and Ren- Renesmee, you know?
3: <laughs> Another <laughs> twilight. It all goes back
1: to Twilight. <laughs> it always goes back to Twilight. It's literally a vampire movie. Well, I mean, it was unavoidable this episode. Oh,
4: he's just being like. Oh, I'm a kid. I'm an adult trapped in a kid's body. So I'm going to get another kid so they will eventually feel as shitty as I do. And then I'll have someone to talk to <laughs> about yeah, how I feel. At least someone will
1: get it. I love to damn people to my same eternal fucked up situation.
0: All of it makes sense. Absolutely. It's just, it got worse the longer I thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't oh, like yeah.
2: this. Yeah, you can't you can't think about it too long. I guess it's like the the idea is that since he was changed as a child, he probably still has like that childlike I guess it's the same way that, like, Edward isn't 17, but he wants to date a 17 year old or 18 year old or whatever, how old he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Another back to Twilight, bringing it back to Twilight. <laughs> <Back to> we <Twilight. laughs> talk yeah, about Twilight yeah. a lot
3: on this pod. <laughs> I did want to do a uh, new moon for romance month. So this is fine. This is perfect for me.
2: Oh my gosh. I hate Jacob, though. So that would be the worst. Uh, but that would have been rough. <laughs>
4: I was team Jacob. I'm so sorry, Um, but we don't have to go there right now. We can talk later. We can duke it out on our own later on. (laughs) Um yeah okay let's just talk about the bar scene for a second because I think it was like a beautiful masterpiece of horror you know I just had so much fun I just like from start to finish like their silhouettes with like the moon behind them as they're coming down the hill and you can like still see them with the bar in the foreground like there are some really gorgeous shots in this movie like of the pastoral middle of the country I don't know wild wild west whatever I don't know um but yeah, like that, that shot really stood out to me. And I just, I love how much of a dick Bill Paxton is. God, he's just so funny. He just toys with all of them like they're flies. The way that he fucks with that guy at the bar, he sticks his chin in his beer. If someone did that to me, I would flip out, Um, but then would die just like that guy did. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, he truly is taking it there every moment, and you almost think they're on the same page for a second, and then he's like, okay, now pay for that drink I ordered Mm -hmm. on your behalf after I spilled your first drink. And I just think he's having a fun time with it, though, and I
3: like him. (laughs) I'm rooting for Severin. I'm sad he was the first to go later on. I can't believe the bar scene was 11 minutes. (laughs) Was it? Yeah. That doesn't shock me, though. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: I loved, loved every movie. minute of it. I
2: loved it. Yeah, I don't know. It is a great scene. It is. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite parts, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my. Yeah. I... I mean, I think the strength of this film is the squad. And there are like shockingly few squad scenes. Mm.
3: True. Yeah.
4: they were like trying to make it be this romance with this uh, icky boy, Caleb. And we're none of us are buying it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but really the romance is with the group is there a poly- uh-huh. cool. Yes. Oh, okay. Found family
4: trope. <laughs> this is where this is where I saw some uh, some beautiful homo erotic vibes between Severin okay. and Caleb. There is one point mm-hmm. where um the guy who we are just talking about who gets his drink destroyed whatever, he punches the shit out of Caleb because Severin tells him to essentially. Um and then he's like bleeding from his mouth, Caleb is, and Severin goes and puts his finger on oh, caleb's yeah. chin and then like gets the blood and licks it and i was like that's gay i love it <laughs> okay i live for that i love that
0: is he just mad that may found a cuter guy than he could ever find is that what the real issue was
3: Who, severin i mean severin, yeah I'm just mad that may found him I... first <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean from the moment that Severin was introduced I was like there's something here. Um there's a, I took some notes, sporadic notes. Um but there was a quote that I wrote down right before my first Severin Caleb note um which was he said I'm going to get my wet dream boy. Um and then yeah. he proceeded to really engage. Um so, you know, I just It was very clear that something was happening between them to me. Um, And I do also think everybody else was like mostly paired, like Jesse and Diamondback couple, May, Caleb couple. Homer desperately wants to be with May. We know what his deal is. Severin, they never really engage with that, which is interesting, which kind of says something on its own for media from the 80s and the way that they like kind of talk around those subjects sometimes without really directly saying anything um sometimes it's what they don't say that really speaks to it but then sometimes he says I'm gonna go get my wet dream and then he goes right after him and you know that's also pretty clear
4: (laughs) well I also think that the bar scene makes this all the more real like the 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 um spur moment later on um 'Cause he uses those spur in his super badass um, move where he slices the throat of the bartender on both sides and that's fucking sick. And like that's like the coolest I, thing I've ever seen.
0: I giggled. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. It wasn't it, it was. wasn't the moment, it was the sound effect for it. It's just like it was really cool and everything, but then the sound effect was just like, tsk, tsk. like it was so <laughs> yeah, it was so small.
4: Well, they make Let's a little, spin, very little. sound. This a little spinny <laughs> dial. <laughs> but, like, he's giving up his coolest move with the silliest sound for true, this man. True. Why?
1: Think about it. Now he's going to use his, like, left foot, too. That's not his dominant foot, I don't think. <laughs> he said, I'm giving up my advantage for you. That is one thing though too about
2: vampire movies and just vampires in general is I just feel like because they live forever that it's so easy to make them like gender fluid and they're just like open Mm -hmm. sexuality and, and down for everything but I was surprised by how strictly paired off people were in this movie i will say i really like jesse and diamondback's relationship i like would love a whole backstory movie just exploring them because it seems like they had some wild adventures and i feel like in the end it was so interesting when they died together because it seemed like diamondback was like hey we had a hell of a time but like Mm -hmm. it is what it is i don't know i thought that was really cool i'd love to see more about them i mean
1: kind of now and louise of them at the end there for sure totally.
0: um, yeah very true like
1: if you go i go yeah um but i definitely think their relationship had more of like a for all the fact that they were like a side couple basically they were more like heartfelt to me in mm-hmm. the little moments we got from them than may and caleb who i just like never really was vibing with on that level me neither. um no. There were moments where, like, I saw what the movie was doing, but I didn't, like, feel it for them the mm-hmm. way that I felt it for Jesse and Diamondback. Um, and I think that's kind of also just, like, they don't know each other at all. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no shared history. They know nothing about each other's personalities. We know he's a little bold. We know that she's not like other girls. Um, that's kind of all we <laughs> yeah. had for them. You've so. never met a girl like me. I was like, <laughs> I
2: was like I'm going to well, let that slide because you are a vampire, but... Yeah, Relax. <laughs> <laughs> she's
4: giving, like, yes, I am a manic pixie dream girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, and I am fully leaning in. Look at the haircut. <laughs> I mean, she rocks it. Uh,
0: it's true. Was I the only one that thought that their kisses were really awkward, though?
4: I saw that guy's whole tongue, I saw Caleb's whole tongue yeah Caleb like, out of his oh, mouth. Wow. Yeah. In truck
0: every yeah. kiss his tongue was doing just every I direction like, like it was it, it took up half the screen i i, I didn't understand
3: <laughs> they have no <laughs> chemistry
4: agreed agreed yeah yeah i think I, I just liked the romance in this because i felt romantically attracted to may and so i just inserted myself as cowgirl in the, i am the cowgirl now mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> That happens a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that she was like, I got her loneliness from yeah. her, um, and so that's why also I feel like at the beginning, whether she was looking for a meal or a man, um, she was like hunting a little bit. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, but I, I don't know that I feel like she picked caleb for anything other than like proximity really and so to see her like latch on to him was really strange um which is really and lonely just... yeah she's in that and... group
4: but she's the youngest in that group even though she doesn't look it because mm-hmm. homer but homer's like 45 or something at least inside of that <laughs> baby boy body um having like, not... 45
3: she's like i'm not doing shit with homer <laughs> he's a child <laughs> no right. uh... and clearly nothing was happening with severin yeah, I'm saying. And yeah, they're all like age-wise
4: age, age wise, way, 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 way older than her. So she's like actually like actual age, like 18 probably, Um, even with her vampire years. And, you know, she was just probably super lonely and she was like, oh, this guy's very interested.
2: Right. And has
4: kind eyes, though a creepy everything else. <laughs> yeah,
2: creepy aura, but kind eyes. And also too, I feel like, You could potentially say that maybe she just got carried away when they Mm -hmm. were making out and getting hot and heavy. And maybe she didn't Mm -hmm. actually mean to bite him. And then I was like, you just want to bite a neck. It's fine. It's
3: flirty. (laughs) And you
2: forget that you're a vampire. But it worked out for her because of what happened. And then I feel like, I guess he was, he was already into her. So that was great. And then I feel like because he was a vampire, she got excited and she was like, great. We can be together forever. Sort of a thing.
4: Yeah, I think that she like I, I, I think it could have definitely been an accident. And then I think she probably felt guilty because she put him in that same situation that she's in now. And so she took care of him so much. And then he's in this super confusing situation. She's pretty and he already had a little crush on her. And so he's just latches onto her, literally bites onto her wrist and sucks her blood out. Um, <laughs> even more. And so, yeah, we'll see if the relationship lasts after they turn back into humans.
2: (laughs) Right.
0: Imagine she just leaves the next day. Oh, my God.
3: That'd be so funny. She was like, (laughs) thanks, bestie, but bye. (laughs)
1: Honestly, I would love that for her. I mean, I do feel like they might be trauma bonded now. Like, they might stick it out, truly, because they just, like, shared this experience, um, and they can't move away from it. But also, I would love it if she just dipped. I would love that. That's why we didn't get a sequel, maybe, because <laughs> she's just moving on. Um,
3: I do know that we I did, didn't yeah, I don't... get a remake because of Twilight. <laughs> <gasps> Say more. Uh, they were planning on remaking this movie. and. No way. Like, but then Twilight happened, and Twilight went with kind of like the emo, like vampire. It was like so identical in so many ways that they were like, whatever. They were just like, oh, I don't think we're gonna be able to do that. But they did do a re-release cover DVD of this that does give extreme Twilight vibes. Wow! Um, Like, Google. Uh, hold on. Near dark. Oh, you're gonna put it in the Zoom chat. Put it in the Zoom chat because the i want to see it yeah i need co- to like see it. I the re-release cover of this Will it pop out bonkers Ooh! oh
4: <laughs> oh my god he never looks like that once
3: <laughs> he never none of she them never looks like that oh no oh she, never, she doesn't mad have hair. brown
4: hair why is she a brunette now what is happening? But the this this is insane to me. This we'll 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 do a tag to this uh cover for this re-release of Near Dark in the references so y'all can see it. But this is hilarious. But my answer to the question of should Near Dark be re-release or do a remake. Now, I'm usually anti-remake, but it has been 10 years since I've gotten a Twilight movie at this point, and so I'm ready, and I feel like they could ta- do a take where <laughs> Caleb isn't such a like wet blanket barfy boy, Um, and uh, it could be really, really great, because I'm ready for more cowboys here in the year of our Lord 2023, so camp- c- cowboy vampires, excuse me, I have to be very
3: specific. I would be down <laughs> for a remake for this movie.
1: Yeah, same. Yeah, but same. also, like Erica said, if we got, like, a new Diamondback and Jesse movie, I'm also curious about yes. that.
4: Well, maybe if the remake does really well, then we
3: can get the spin-off.
1: <laughs> then we get the spin-off stories, yeah. I
3: think, uh, I don't know if it was ever going to happen because their production company that made this was, like, going bankrupt. So, the movie, you know, was doomed from the start. But there was talks about doing, like, a prequel sequel, and it would have been like Jesse and Diamondback and how like the gang all formed. And I was like, I wanna see that. I would love to that see that would have been so cool. I wanna see that. Dang. I wanna see that more than this movie. Like that's that, that makes that me movie sad. I, see. I
4: wish I didn't know that trivia because it makes me sad that we don't have <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was a big part of the film, though, is that, like, this was the last movie that the production company released before it went under. And so, like, it had, like, no money to put behind marketing or anything like that. And then I think with The Lost Boys coming out right beforehand, this movie kind of flew under the radar for a while before it became a cult classic. Um, I do think Cowboy Vampire Western is... It's got a draw there for sure. It just needed to find its audience yeah. a little bit. Um, it's hard to
4: go up but... against Lost Boys because Lost Boys has yeah. that shirtless guy with the saxophone. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And Everybody this loves movie him. does it's not important. have
3: that. And no saxophone. So... But you know what this movie? You know what this movie and the Lost Boys have in common besides being, you know, fringe vampires? What? Uh, Homer and uh michael i think his name's michael from the lost boys mm-hmm. yeah are, yeah, yeah. half brothers yeah wow and also what oh no you go oh i was going to say their dad is like the priest or the father in the, exorcist. the exorcist so yeah. they're really? like yeah they're like a little horror fam, little horror fam. i love
2: oh because love Roshane, the guy who plays homer also helped to write the Final Girls, that movie that we covered. Really? What? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a writer on that movie. And oh, he's from shit. Teen Witch. Oh, also. Shit.
1: oh shit. I still haven't seen that movie. It's pretty
0: wild. That's so wild.
1: <laughs> I wow. have complicated feelings about it. It's... I thought it had a lot of potential, but I wanted to work on some reports, yeah. maybe. It's a little mm. <laughs> It's a little
2: messy, but it's it's fun.
3: I'll watch it. <laughs> when Worlds <laughs> oh. Collide.
4: <laughs> well, I already was thinking horror connections to hom- Homer, but not based in anything that has reality involved. I just think he looks like the little boy in The Visit <laughs> and that <and> <laughs> movie that came yeah. out five years ago. He does. He looks like that boy from The Visit. Just saying. And bold, blood the one who raps all the time. And he's also in Love Better little rap. Better Watch Out. <laughs> Another underrated horror film. There's something happening. Boys who look like that create underrated horror films. Horror anyway,
1: <laughs> um, something about that haircut just dooms the film. <laughs> yeah.
4: So bad. It is a little bad. Um, I I do think that it kind of pisses me off. The serendipity of um, them being at the same motel as the dad and the sister, um, and the sister just happens to be out getting a Coca Cola. At five in the morning. At five five in in the morning. morning. She does
1: what she wants when she wants, you guys. I do
4: love that. I love that they're like, she's a young feminist, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, she gets five lines and they're
2: all her being like, I'm that bitch, don't cross me. But it's so different from how she was earlier in the movie. I feel like earlier she's a little bit more just kind of like meek and along for the ride. And then all of a sudden she's like... Fuck off, vampires, and like busting out of <laughs> windows and stuff. And I'm like, I love the, I love
1: the duality, but it did take me by surprise. sure so- I think there's a lot of off-screen character development <laughs> yeah. there for them. <laughs> you really- know, like we saw them go to the cops and be like, "You're not taking the disappearance of our family members seriously. I guess we're gonna have to do it ourselves." <laughs> But then we just got like a little B roll of them being <laughs> investigators. But by the time they meet back up, you know, they're like, they've been on the streets. Yeah. They've been like searching alleyways and stuff. They're a part they of the whole... wow. Yeah. yeah that, like... They <laughs> had a whole like grim, dark coming of age Unfortunately, development I think. to
4: keep this movie close as close to a tight 90 as possible they had to cut out the 11 minute rocky style <laughs> montage of her becoming a hardened feminist in 1987 um mm-hmm. bad I think it would have enriched the film um but her transformation
1: (laughs) into veronica mars
4: i think she's a little cutie patootie but there is a point where homer is like holding her hostage and she looks like she's having a good time and i'm like okay
3: (laughs) (laughs) i was distracted at first
4: by homer like really acting his little ass off um but then i looked at her and i was like she kind of looks not upset and so interesting (laughs) (laughs) but you know she's just consider
1: that she's so thrilled to discover that her brother is there you know they thought he was lost to them Nothing could bring her down in that moment.
2: (laughs) It is, it is a, it's an interesting confrontation scene. um, uh, But I feel the same way about the ending scene as well, where there is just a lot of like, you take them. No, you take them. And like pushing people around and like running into people's arms and people's
1: as props yeah
2: (laughs) yeah it works better for me in this motel just because they're in like an enclosed space yeah um but I do like as ridiculous as it is I do love this whole like the family's back together and then moving that into the last bit like I do like that he becomes human again before the end I did not see that coming at all totally
4: and I fell asleep during that part when I watched it the first time so (laughs) it was eye-opening for me this time around
1: confusing at the end I bet
4: (laughs) I got the gist yeah
0: it took a lot of me to accept the whole transfusion plot line I was like we gotta do this somehow so okay fine but I was like if Is only all the other vampires had figured this <laughs> yeah. one out. God would have solved the problem. Some of them like
3: to be vampires, I, I think I, I, some of them want to be what they are. That's yeah, true. For... Not all I of them love had that... a vet on handy to figure it out. You know, uh... I think Homer would like to be made human and like
1: give him ten years and then get him back in the system. Um, a little nip at that point, you know what I mean? Could solve really every issue he's ever had.
0: Oh my god imagine temporary vampire that'd be so much fun
1: <laughs> he just like pauses for 10 years so that his body can grow um, I would fuck and that. then he's right back in baby uh. <laughs> i only
4: want to be a temporary vampire if you get the cool powers though because a lot of like i always say that like, she like has strength well okay get the strength that they've got that but like when he, li- o-
1: when he lassoes her first of all sorry to go back to the beginning. How dare he?
3: Yeah. Oh, I you not. lassoed her? Are you kidding? But also,
1: who is that man? Sorry.
2: Who is that man in that scene? That old man holding the horse? Is that supposed to be Caleb? Because that is an old man. man. Did I
1: get like an egregiously old stuntman so to like, step funny. in for a moment. I didn't <laughs> that. And he has
2: gray yeah, right hair. over my head. Well, you <laughs> go back and watch that scene where he's holding the horse. <laughs> okay. Go I'm going to have to go back.
0: <laughs>
2: That's
4: so funny. But, okay, temporary vampire, though, I would love to do that if I get to turn into a bat. That's important to me. That sounds fun. I love Mm -hmm. bats. And, two, um, I think that even though it's problematic, the, like, you, like, entrancing Yeah. The compulsion. The compulsion thing. I think that's, like, the only way you could actually successfully survive as a vampire in the modern age. Because there's so many, like, IDs and shit that you have to have. If you didn't have that, like, it wouldn't work. So, temporary vampire with only those two conditions.
1: People do crime all the time, though. Like, if you have the right resources, you could get good fake government documents, probably. The trans thing sounds Take a fun. while to build up those resources, though. My God. But you've got time. <laughs> You'll
3: have you time. Vampire. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: fair, fair. I literally can't believe that these vampires were, like, so old and yet so bad with money, you know? Like, they were just, like, gambling and just, like, staying in the shittiest motels. Like, come on, do better.
1: They're not here for forward thinking, I don't think. (laughs) Although all it would take would be to buy one sturdy piece of modern furniture wait 20 years all of a sudden it's vintage you know what I mean you can resell that oh my god um, wow if they had a thriving antique and reselling <laughs> wow business I think that would be very exciting have a lot, have to the have a lot uh, of popular uh,
4: units and that's <laughs> expensive
1: yeah that's true um okay sorry I want to go back to the blood transfusion scene for a second um do we think that he had any inkling that would happen? Or do we think that he was just trying to like feed without having to mm. like suck somebody? Like, did he think that was just a way that he could get blood into his body without killing? I what? feel like he oh, said I it, it was a full idea. Com- to accomplish.
0: He, he, I feel like he just thought that it was going to work. Like it just seemed like he was out of options and he was like, do whatever it takes to make me human again. Try, try literally try yeah. anything. That's what it felt like to me.
1: Was it Caleb's idea? I thought it was the dad's idea. It was Caleb. Somebody said to the dad, "Have you ever done a transfusion before?" Oh, oh yeah, Caleb when he was in the back of the truck and he was like looking at all the rubber tubing, etc.
4: Interesting. Because
1: his dad is a vet, or yeah. that's just part of. I miss some farm nuance in this film. Job, I guess maybe the dad is a vet. <laughs> He, like, gives a cow an injection at the beginning, oh, so yeah. that's all you really yeah, needed to know. I was about know. to say,
3: veterinarian, not army That, but could also <laughs> army That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you Probably know, there hey,
0: Bodies, bodies, bodies <laughs> made it very clear you need to make a distinction there. <laughs> oh important. my
1: god, yes. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of room for miscommunication. Um, Oh my god. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, and also, like, is it the dad's blood like does he just take all his right, blood yeah. out of him yeah, like i, I just so. he's gonna die from that like <laughs> what, what if I he just put like donate
1: blood every two weeks what if he put cow blood in him he was like well here we go <laughs> <I ran laughs> he turns out. into a cow vampire <laughs> we'd love that what would that look like do we think a cow vampire would He have cow powers or would he just have to eat cows
4: have you seen that movie <laughs> We'll called like the littlest vampire. vampire or something and the cows turn oh, into no! vampires. Oh, They do
0: fun moments
1: in that. The same. Yeah. And I like
4: that movie. We should do that.
0: Don't they have little bat wings too?
4: I think so. And they're like they stupidly small sure. or something. Yeah. And it's just like it just becomes Benicula. plot relevant in the film. Yes! Who said Vanicula? Me! I'm always thinking about Vanicula.
3: Always in the back of my
4: mind. Vanicula. <laughs> yeah, I, I also like I can't believe that that scene where we learned all about how semi trucks work works becomes plot relevant <laughs> like I yeah. was like wow we're real like I love this guy's energy like and we're learning all about how semi trucks
2: work and, and okay and then yeah. it, it comes back wow it <laughs> becomes very important. I got. Kind of, I was like, ooh, that was a nice little tie around. Yeah, but I'm more surprised that Caleb could pay attention at all to what that guy was saying, considering he was like <laughs> having blood withdrawals or whatever mm-hmm. was happening to his body.
4: <laughs> like fighting for, he had to literally throw himself out of a moving <laughs> truck to avoid eating this man. But he was still like, ah, oh, yes, you must you engage both brakes, otherwise it will <laughs> jackknife. <laughs>
0: that was way too friendly. I really thought a jackknife
1: thing. It was the oh, '80s. Really willing to share. Yeah, that's so true. Hitchhiking culture was different back then. Yeah, um, everybody was picking up. If I was those girls, I would
2: not have picked up Severin. I, I he was yeah. being he was so weird. hot though.
4: What do you mean?
2: Listen, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm
4: kidding. I'm kidding. I'm so, kidding.
3: so dumb. <laughs> picking up hitchhikers. I'm so the Wait, there's
4: a hot man on the side of the road. Get in, honey. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> because we didn't have one
1: fun fact on imdb trivia um was that the cast was doing a lot of fucking around while they were filming um Good for them and i think bill paxton and whoever plays jesse um did drive around while while filming um when they weren't doing their scenes in costume and and picked up hitchhikers at one point like one point he said he was like preparing and he like fucked up his he made himself scary um and he picked up a hitchhiker who he said was twice his size who as soon as they got to the next inhabited area was like please let me out of the car um so i i think that maybe was just like kind of normal to pick up hitchhikers. yeah people i'm in my like making friends with strangers era also so like (laughs) But picking somebody up on the side of the road and letting them take you somewhere to have a drink is very bold. Yeah.
2: It was much more um, normal back then as a way to travel, I think. No, sure. it really was. And yeah. I feel
4: like I would have been all over it. I'm a, like, fall asleep in Ubers by myself type of girly. Um, so, too trusting altogether. Um, and so, you know, it's for the best that I'm not in the hitchhiking era. <laughs> I'd be dead. But yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> – I loved that it came back around learning how to drive the truck. Um, I want to believe in a universe where that scene was shorter originally. Um, and then the semi truck comes back around at the end. And then they got a lot of notes from audiences being like, well, how would he know how to drive that? And so they had to reshoot it. Um, I also loved that the the horse being scared by the vampires came back around. Although then his horse just galloped off into the night and was disappeared forever. And I was like, that is your horse. Like, what do you mean it's just gone? Um, <laughs> He's like, I fuck like, you. I There's like 10
4: that. vampires here.
1: I'm not sticking around. That horse is smart. I mean, maybe the horse knows its way home and and it went right back home. And I don't know if we saw it later because I was not paying attention. Um, But... I did think there was, like, some good setup and payoff at different points in this movie. I thought that they did a good job, like, looping things around for the most part. Totally,
4: yeah. And I love that uh, Severin blows up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah He yeah, yeah, really
4: yeah. explodes. Like, a big, huge yeah. explosion. And then you, you get the
2: little other spur. Oh, it's so good.
4: <laughs> now he has the complete
2: set. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I thought it was pretty bold to kill Severin off before like final final competition, i was like okay that was surprising i didn't think that jesse was gonna be like the
1: the main one doing it all in the end the big boss yeah yeah i think it makes sense he's like their leader he's like the father of the troop um and severin is definitely the most hands-on with caleb other than may um I liked that he put up so much of a fight where he's like, you can literally run me over with a semi-truck, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna die and that doesn't mean I'm not gonna sit here on the top with my burn face plucking wires out of like you punching a hole through anything the out of there. metal.
4: It's gonna blow up he's strong. you pull anything out yeah, of Yeah, I mean. Not smart. He didn't
1: think it through, but I do feel <laughs> if he had thought it through, he would be willing to explode himself if he thought he was taking Caleb down with him.
4: Fair, yeah he's pretty petty yeah he is very petty yeah definitely i sure. love that about him that
1: guy in the bar says to him like don't fuck with me and then he like immediately fucks with him so <laughs> i mean big don't tell me what to do behavior so i
4: also love that they're like yeah he looks so fucking cool with his face all ripped to shreds this will be the picture that you see every time you google this movie <laughs> though the movie is not about phil paxton at all but it's just his rippy face on every poster. And I'm like, it was the right choice. That was power. the sickest part. <laughs> it was very great. Um, I do love Homer's death though, too. Um, Cause he just like, he literally is going to die for this child. Like they just met again. What is it with vampires and like going all in after like literally no conversation. She was just love like, I science. do what I want. And he was like, I'm in love with you. You're six <laughs> years old. Um, But he literally just yeets himself out of the car and, like, just is like, take me, God, I don't even know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do wonder if at that point it was less an investment in Sarah for herself as another child who could be trapped in that predicament and more, like, uh, also pettiness towards Caleb. Because he does say that line where he's like, you took May from me. Now I'm going to take Sarah from you. Um, and then it's like, and Sarah got away. And then like, May was having her tortured feelings about Caleb being gone. Also, she wanted to go after him, give him one more chance. Like, he is at this point, I think just really has dug his heels in and doubled down no matter what. Yeah. Um, But the way he's willing to fully just burn to death in the road is... Why grim. Although I will say I felt there was like some inconsistencies with yeah. when you light on fire and when you don't. Yeah. Sometimes see. they burst into yeah. through their clothes. And sometimes you have a blanket and you're chill. Well, I feel like um
4: maybe when Caleb at the very beginning is having his smoky walk through that beautiful sunrise, um, he's like so early in his vampire time, you know, the venom has not spread throughout his whole system, blah blah blah. Um, and so maybe that's why but Mm -hmm. um and maybe because he's a freshie and he has so much of his own blood in him still that's why he like lasts longer than the rest of them every time he's in the sun because he's in the sun several (laughs) times and he does not blow up immediately
1: that's true may is also a younger vampire grand scheme so maybe that's why it kind of extends to her as yeah, well, you maybe to. you get less yeah, fireproof or whatever.
0: True, um, true. It didn't make,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean,
0: hey, go ahead, go ahead,
1: please. No, you well,
0: stop. <laughs> so nice. I was gonna say that it made the uh, shootout scene really cool because of how they were playing yeah. with all the lights. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was super smart, yes. very creative.
1: The bullet
4: holes that was genius,
1: yeah, and I felt like that worked for me in that scene because. While that sunlight is not actually like more concentrated than normal sunlight, the way that it was like a beam going into the room, it gave the effect of it. Um, but I mean, like at the end, Homer's on the ground and he's a little bit covered, but he's also mostly lighting on fire. And then May is, I don't know, 10 feet away and she's wearing jeans and then it has a jean jacket on her top half and she's chill <laughs> yeah, she's fine. <laughs>
4: But she's nice, and so that's why she lives. <laughs> she's she's nice. powered yeah. by
1: love. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, this yeah. is romance month one... after all. <laughs> so true. Um, one fun fact about the beginning when he's, like, running home and smoking and, like, stumbling all over. Apparently, per IMDb Trivia, they filmed that by having a um, complicated tube system under his jacket connected to five lit cigars. Um, and. I don't know I if that's true, but that water seems out. like a smart way to do a practical effect, <laughs> and also very funny to me. Yeah. So, and it looks amazing. amazing. It looks so he good, really yeah. good.
4: He must have been so really stinky rad. after that, though. Cigar smoke is
1: so potent, but the tubes take it away from him, actually. So it's fine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, okay. I guess we should talk about the end real quick before we move to our segments. Um. I guess it's a nice romantic thing where she comes home, I guess, and is turned to yeah. human. I mean, does he ask her? I don't know.
2: <laughs> no. It doesn't seem like it. It feels like she was passed out and he was like, I'm going to put blood in her. And then, because she, she wakes up and she's very much confused.
1: She's terrified because he just she's... opens the door and he's yeah. like, he's yeah. the
2: sun. <laughs> And she's
4: like, fuck.
1: And she doesn't <laughs> blow up. I do see potential for them to have a romantic storyline I guess in the future after this film not within the context of this Mm -hmm. film because like they have that conversation earlier where he's like do you miss the day like do you miss the sun and she's like honestly I don't even really remember it and then with those final lines being like i'm afraid don't be it's just the sun freeze frame zoom like i think it's this beautiful like return to humanity that he's able to offer her like she clearly was not so dialed into the vampire life because she's trying to find a buddy and she's like maybe willing to be with him to whatever degree and is willing to put herself on the line with the rest of her squad on his behalf Mm -hmm. um but I I can see that as, like, a grand gesture and a starting point for them in the future. But to me, it didn't, like, close a romantic storyline.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, and also, too, I was, like, also irritated with Caleb because when May comes back to visit him before his sister gets kidnapped for, like, the sixth time um, – <laughs> Yeah. It, I don't know. It just kind of irritated me how May was trying to brush off the fact that the vampires just tried to kill Caleb's entire family. And she was like mad at him for leaving her. And yeah. I was like, May, May, what are you saying? What are you doing here? And then she runs off into the night because she's upset because he doesn't want to come back with her. I, I, the, the, the toxicity of this couple was totally. in is very it's like overpowering the cute moments so I didn't feel that same balance so although I'm happy that they can start a new life together I kind of don't know if I want them to also May needs mm-hmm. some serious therapy because she's killed mm. so many people oh my God, so <laughs> much over therapy. the course of like her I don't know how long she's been a vampire but she's gonna need four years help. I think yeah oh, okay. oh. yeah yeah, I, I mean... It seems like they have to do
1: it pretty regularly, so... Every night, she said, they killed yeah. someone. That's so... There's no way you're drinking all that blood in one night. I don't <laughs> buy it.
4: They're thirsty. They're just little... I bil- drink they're a lot names. of <laughs> water in the day.
1: To completion. They're taking little sips and then they're moving on. They're not conserving. They're not reducing, reusing, recycling.
4: <laughs> Maybe that's how she, you know make sure she's not killing she too much she really drains them dry and so she's not wasting anything and then there you go that's part of her rationale to for how she can still have morals after killing <laughs> a thousand men
1: <laughs> <laughs> um okay well that was good quick math
4: oh is that accurate oh i just said a thousand
1: i mean roughly I, yes i did
4: the math uh-huh I'm just going to roll with that. 65 days
1: in a year, four years. I mean, it's more than that, Uh but you're in the right zone. Yeah, I did the math, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Anyway, now it's time for
4: our segments. And so this will, if you haven't ever made it to the end of our episode, um, homies of horror, (laughs) (laughs) and I get it. It's long, but it's worth it. Um, Our first segment, we've sort of talked about it already, but we got to go all the way in. How could this movie be gayer?
1: Well, I I said I was going really hard on Severin Gay earlier, but actually I did recall when you guys mentioned the ladies in the car that I had some Severin bisexual notes as well. I think that's Because he also has that bit. Yeah, he has that bit where he tells the guy in the bar, um, I fucked your mom and your dad was watching. And I do feel like the dad watching was like a necessary part of that sexual equation for him. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's bisexual. And also I really just feel like him and Caleb, there's vibes there. There's vibes
4: There's
1: there. Vibes there. Caleb. Poor
4: Caleb, he's got a lot going on. Okay, he's finding yeah. out he's a vampire and that he's bisexual. It's a lot.
3: I think Caleb if Caleb was a, a woman, kind of just... sh- sh- would have brought more depth. You know, like would have been less oh. creepy. Would have, you know, been a sweat blanket.
4: <laughs> I agree. I would. I mean, i a super lesbian lesbians, remake. Too. Yeah. That's what we need. We need... Yeah. For the remake! The lesbian oh cowboy my remake. Vampire cowboy remake. Lesbian mm-hmm. cowboy oh my God.
3: vampire. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. I think, yeah. I and those you are could all put the put
0: that on a billboard and a lot of people would go see that movie. <laughs> a lot
3: of people would go I watch lesbian cowboy, cowboy just vampires. vampires. <laughs> yes.
0: You need the yes yeah. at the Erica. end. Erica touched on this.
1: <laughs> yes! Exclamation point. Um, Erica touched on this earlier, but I do think it is very common in vampire lore and vampire media to be like well they've been alive for a long time so like even if they at the beginning would never have explored their sexuality or their gender identity over time you get bored you've got a lot of time to think like trends come and go social norms change come you're not you're telling me that none of them would ever explore that for themselves i think you know give your diamond back
2: disservice
1: that's a she they non-binary person i think
2: diamondback um, i would have loved it if diamondback mm-hmm. had turned may like if that oh. had out, i would loved that
4: yeah oh. just leave yeah. homer out of the equation yeah. he <laughs> like... creeps me the fuck out sorry baby <laughs> sorry baby boy bye
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i feel like um jesse and diamondback also they don't have a totally closed relationship. You know what I mean? It's not open. That waitress was not part of it. They both need to have selected somebody. But I think there's room for experimentation for them as well um, with anybody of any gender.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They really are that couple at the end of the bar. Like, we've been looking at you.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> we wow. <have> really <laughs> like your vibe. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Their eye, if their I eye like fell their upon eyes. me, I would be so honored. But then I would die shortly after. But it'd be a great last few moments, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Oh my god! And also wow. too, like I said, I wanted to see more of them biting the same neck
1: at the same time. Mm. like mm. like two lovers sharing a milkshake yeah, at a diner.
4: Yeah, exactly I wanted to like see that. some of that. Mm. That's a huge missed opportunity. He shouldn't. He should have killed people god damn or at least bit people who are already dead god damn it caleb ruined it for everyone
1: diamondback could have had that moment you know what i mean give it to the true romance of the film um but i loved the
4: stein of beer like that shot where you see him holding it under her neck and then he slams it down and there's blood splatter everywhere ah that was like my favorite part of the movie too cool the idea
1: of a lesbian may though i do love i do think that's that's the winner of this segment so Ooh. far for me. Yeah. She kind
4: of looks like the, one of the blue is the warmest color girls. A little oh. bit. She's got some of those
3: vibes. Oh. Mm. She's she giving short hair. Yeah, yeah. May is giving uh, Human Casper, which is also giving Young Lesbian, <laughs> I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. A little more roughed up hair because Human Casper's hair is a little Homer adjacent. But um
4: stop don't say that about human Casper. It's <laughs> disrespectful <laughs> okay so now we have to move on to our second segment um we are big stands of the horror icon matthew lillard on this podcast as you are surely a familiar so where would matthew lillard fit into this film we like to recast with him and you can go Throughout space and time. He doesn't have to be canonic age of Matthew Lillard in nineteen eighty-seven. Um, he could be scream age, Matthew Lillard. You can do whatever you want.
3: Mm. No rules. But in nineteen eighty seven, he could be young enough to be Homer.
1: Oh. Well, he'd be like <laughs> 17 in 1987. So he would be not a bad Caleb choice. We don't really know Caleb's age true
3: God, he's that's true I,
0: I would love to see the stew severin switch same. just to see what the movie would be
4: yes. like yeah oh, same he could do it he no one plays insane unhinged like maddie oh
1: <laughs> i think though um i really love bill paxton in that role um mm. i would be curious to see him as Caleb, although I'm not really, I can't, I don't have like a strong vision for what that would be. Um, but also if I could just pop him into the movie as is, I think he'd be a really fun patron in the bar scene. You know, just give mm. him like a little standout moment. Mm. Or that's he true. could be the guy who dives through the window. You know, in the
2: or remake, he could be the
3: guy who he could wears, wears Jesse. the vest. Oh, like he's ooh, old enough now. He could be Jesse. That's in true.
0: Or, or I could see him being like Caleb's dad too. Maybe. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: that's a powerful idea wow
2: (laughs) I love it I feel like Matthew Lillard Lillard. would play like Caleb bits where he's he's like oh and like freaking out I feel like Matthew (laughs) Lillard would kill those parts that's true yeah Yeah, yeah struggling and yeah, I he think he
4: would also bring probably more tongue than Caleb was bringing, <laughs> but like in a he more looked, tasteful yeah. way. Like you would like it instead of being like, "Why?" You'd be like, "Of course, you know."
3: <laughs> we absolutely want more tasteful tongue. You know, that's give mm-hmm, that to mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. in and any moment. It's way very
4: important to me. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I love the idea that I had one of Caleb's friends not said anything and they had been the ones to approach may that this would be a totally i, I love that it was just a look of the draw just so happened to be mm-hmm. caleb so maybe if they expanded his friends and matthew lillard was one of his
1: friends oh yeah they like didn't that. circle back to those people <laughs> at all that could have been left them behind for the remake you know <laughs> especially if caleb's gonna be a lesbian in the remake we give him like a whole little queer friend group you know what i mean and then they're part of the like hunting down detective work investigation side plot um because i think we should flush that out so we see sarah's growth and change um
4: i love that we gotta have that rocky montage (laughs) (laughs) okay our next segment is who is the dumb bitch of this movie
3: is That's it Caleb? Hard. Is it Homer? <laughs> I mean
1: Caleb is a good Homer. <laughs> option because if Caleb had just driven May home as fast as she asked, he maybe never would have been in that predicament. Um, like if she had well, if then he would have been like a whole bunch of vampires, actually. Kiss. So probably I don't think it would have gone well either. Um But yeah, I I think he's, for sure, there's some good options for him along the way um, where he was really being a dumb bitch. Um, Homer, obviously, also a little bit of a dumb bitch for multiple reasons that speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, May, not a lot of planning on her part. Some dumb bitch behavior from her, too. She's not thinking some things through.
4: Quick question. Because Diamondback Mm -hmm. has a little, like, mommy energy towards Homer. Do you think that Diamondback shakes? changed him to have a little baby
0: i can see that
4: i know mm. too there's no factual basis me. of for that at all but i'm like how did homer get into the picture we don't find that out and it seems like it goes jesse diamondback i i don't know when Severin comes in he can do whatever he wants but um someone need to change that baby
1: Actually, so yeah. I do feel it could have been Severin for a gag. Um, he's just like loves a little joke. You know what I mean? I think he'd think it was funny. Um, <laughs> but I also think that like
4: when I agree with you, but I think that when Homer dies, like Jesse and Diamondback, like look at each other and they're like, "Well, we're giving up the gun," and like they just blow up. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that. I don't know. They had a little... that's baby
1: a little bit for them. Yeah, yeah they had a little forty-five year
4: old mm-hmm. baby. who is a dumb bitch he had really funny one-liners though okay he did he had great one-liners
2: but i i feel like he might win for a dumb bitch for me only because it was his incessant need to have sarah that got every single person killed yep and he didn't need to do all that it it was it didn't even need to be that way and i feel like yeah everybody was being petty but he was being a little bit over the top about it Mm -hmm. also, too, earlier in the movie, he was crying about the sunlight. He was so scared. Next thing we know, who is that running into the sun? It's Homer, and that is also dumb bitch behavior. Because, mm, sir, mm-hmm. yeah, circle back. Yeah, so you're not my just vote. scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you're yeah. not just crying. Yeah, about
0: this? <laughs> I gotta join Team Homer. Homer was not doing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. Caleb also is a little bit responsible for the series of events that got them there with the bar scene because like the guy escaping is what led them to the whole police chase shootout they go to the next motel and that's where they have the run in but I'm not ready in that moment. To call him a dumb bitch for not killing that guy, yeah. like I think his whole ethos is a little dumb bitchy because if he's like, my girlfriend does the killing, but we all benefit. I am still tacitly killing. I just don't want to get my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. That's dumb bitch. But to just like balk in the moment where someone is asking you to do a cold blooded murder, yeah, I think that that's is
2: understandable. Nice, maybe, yeah. Plus, yeah. plus, I guess when I. Th- think about it Caleb only had a week to adjust to being a killer which is wild Mm -hmm. they basically said you have three days to figure this shit out and just kill everybody or we're gonna kill you I could give him a pass on on struggling with that a little bit
1: yeah and he like is clearly fighting his instincts with everything he's got at some moments like I really thought he was gonna kill the teller at the Mm. bus station Mm -hmm. I really thought he was going to kill the police officer that confronted him and like eventually gave him the three dollars like I thought for sure he was going to lose control along the way and he basically never did
4: so we got to give him at least a couple of points for you know chutzpah and wherewithal to not kill every man he came across even though a lot of (laughs) them are really annoying and not nice to him Love is one just let him on the bus. Come on, and that cop was a dick, of course. Uh, (laughs) Okay, all right, but Homer, it's Homer, Homer. yeah, it's Homer,
1: yeah.
4: Um, really quickly, just like I'm so sorry, this is not a segment, but I just was thinking about it. Do you think they actually died when they blew up because they were saying before, like, oh, we can't actually kill you, but you're gonna hurt for a really long time when they were threatening to kill Caleb? But they, like, I really think... blowed up. They were blown to smithereens. Yes.
1: IMDB trivia led me to believe that being exploded or lit on fire essentially is fatal to them. Okay, okay. My impression of what they were threatening him with, um, what my little brain cooked up for what they might mean was that, like, you know bury a hole in the desert up to his neck or something kind of deal you know what i mean yeah. like torture on purpose um mm. kind of like the whole if you watch that charlie's Theron movie where they don't die um and the one is like in the coffin at the bottom of the ocean
4: <gasps> i have not mm. seen that spoilers for the movie we don't know it's the good name of.
1: <laughs> well that's just a side plot <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's okay um okay so now our final segment um we rate on a Five knives scale. So it's time for our knives out of fives. And before we give our scores, Chelsea's gonna set the scene with what people thought about this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean it did fly a little under the radar, like I said, but it is mostly pretty well received. It's got a six point nine out of ten on IMDB. Um it's eighty-three percent fresh from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 74% fresh from audiences. Um and it got some wins and nominations on like the film festival circuits. Um nothing like huge necessarily, but it did it had some acknowledgments. So I think it was like received by few, but well received by those few for the most part. And then it's built its audience over time. Nice. Well, who wants to go first? I'm Elena. Oh yeah, go. Sure. Um I had never seen this movie before. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was, a Monica, you had kind of mentioned before when we were discussing our slate that it was kind of a good pairing with bones and all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally agree. I think especially with like the really beautiful shots yeah. and the way they would kind of have these like slow atmospheric moments at times, like that paired really well. Um, I thought it was gorgeous. Um, I, Again, not here for the romance, so lose some points for that. Um, but I am interested in the story, I'm interested in the characters, and I think it pretty much accomplished what it was trying to accomplish. Um, so I'm willing to give it like a solid four knives out of fives, I think is where I'm landing.
3: Awesome, I'm in it with four out of four knives out of fives. It was. I don't know if my brain just, like, fully hasn't recovered from events, but I did have, like, (laughs) a hard time, like, really... I watched this movie twice, and I feel I was, like, I have no fully real idea what's absolutely going on. (laughs) Like, I think the movie is basically just, like, here is a week in the life of this traveling vampire clan, and I wish it had just, like, a smidge more real plot Mm -hmm. for a tight 90 they could have that's what I'm just saying like 30 minutes and gotten away with it there could have been just like something else but I did enjoy it and it was like really fun (laughs) although how dare that man do something on Natalie Main's boat how dare (laughs) how dare he how uh, dare he it's a for your, this is for your crime that movie, this
4: movie for me like i wish i didn't know but it's good to know it's it, good it to know things it's
1: not bliss this predated this came way before anything that he did in his well, relationship obviously. With, well i don't know when they met
3: but <laughs> yeah but also right so I this is 1987 <laughs> before us
1: um it's a different one than the man he would grow to be fair, so
4: fair. Well, do you all want to go before I go, or should we do podcast versus podcast scoring?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I could go. Uh, I'm cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first time watcher here. Uh, I I like the movie a lot. I think it's it was a really good movie, and I agree it's really beautiful. Like I I spent a lot of this movie just being like yo that was a really good shot. Or, right? like, yeah. yo, those effects are so good. Like, I, I, I'm such a sucker for practical effects. And despite mm-hmm. them, like, apparently not having money, I thought that the effects were really cool. My biggest issue with this movie is totally a romance movie, and I just did not ship our main couple. So it just made it really hard to like get fully invested. There were so many things that I did like, and there were so many things that were fun, but like the main meat of the story, I was like, I just, I can't get behind this. Um, So for that reason, I will say three knives out of five, uh, good movie, great, great stuff in there. But I just needed I needed a different pairing for the main couple. That's that that's a personal thing for me. You
1: needed it to be lesbians. I needed it to be lesbians.
0: Like let's let's get on that. I want to see that remake. (laughs)
1: Let's go
4: lesbians agree with you more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll go, I'll go next. Um I'm 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 three knives out of five as well. Um, because I agree. It's a beautiful movie. And the premise of it, I think, is very clever. I love this idea. I love the pairing of multiple genres into one and it's just so tricky 80s movies inherently kind of can have this really wild pacing and these times Mm -hmm. where you're like I feel like there could have been a scene there that they cut out but maybe there never was a scene there I they a, a lot of those movies have that feeling but it is not always successfully done and in this one I think it was just too much of that feeling there were a lot of times where we would hop into moments and i was thinking i feel like we needed an introduction to this scene Mm -hmm. or a little bit more background about this relationship and that just wasn't there and so it just felt disjointed for me at times like there are moments where i too was confused (laughs) and i was wondering where we were gonna go but i think as a whole there was enough stuff that i liked about it that it pushed my rating up and I was able to forgive some of those moments more. But yeah, there was more of a steady baseline plot here <laughs> besides just cowboy vampires. I think it would have been higher for me. Okay.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's true. There was one moment where um he drank from her wrist for the first time. They cut to the dad and the sister. And then when they came back, Adrian Pazdar was trying to call home. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what just happened? What was he doing last time I saw him? Um, I do think. Now that you mention it, yeah. there are definitely moments like
4: that. Totally. Well, okay. I think it's cute that like each podcast is in unison with their score. Cause I'm also gonna give this a four <laughs> knives out of five. Um, but you know, I made us do this movie. Well, okay. I I mean you y'all chose it too, but I was like, we need to do near dark
1: before we decided that <laughs> she we was really pushing. Yeah, it I was really pushing very for it. Very excited that you guys were also on board. Yeah, for that I was one. like, yes.
4: Um, so I don't know. I love I wish it. I love it. I have 10. I'm every time I talk about my cowboy hats, I will add more. Um sure, I have a lot right, of them. Goodness, I have cowboy. I have like six bolo ties. It's like a thing. Um so I love that aesthetic and I think it like honestly really melds together well like the vampire the way they did the vampires and like that cowboy lifestyle the like nomadic lifestyle i mean it's interesting though because the vampires themselves are not cowboys they're kind of like punk alternative um people doing whatever in an rv until they blow it up um but i just think they did a really a like catherine bigelow and her co-writer eric red they did such a great job like creating like this lore of the american vampire using like Very like Americana tropes, like Lost Boys. Yeah, they're American vampires, but it doesn't feel like, doesn't have that that aspect to it.
1: Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, that's like Cali. You
4: know, when we love that, we're Cali girls. But um, like I, I just, I really liked it. I think she, she nailed Catherine Bigelow nailed this the aesthetic, like we were saying. And like, yes, it's totally. I see what you're saying. The disjointed aspects of it, but it also. In a different way than Bones and All, but Bones and All, I feel like I was saying on our episode, it was like the moments between things happening. Um, it shows you that a lot. I feel like this also has that like atmos- atmospheric aspect to it. Like like Sydney was saying, it's like you popped into the week of their lives and then it just happened to be a really intense week, honestly. And then you <laughs> pop right back out. Um, so I, I don't know. I think there's so much here. And I always love Western when Westerns and horrors horror movies like come together and like cowboys and aliens wasn't that good so um like I really like this a lot more than that so I was happy (laughs) but yeah the lesbian remake is gonna slap so hard like can we start crowdfunding because that would be like 17 knives out of fives like already (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that brings us to the end of Near Dark. I forgot the name of the movie for a second. That's what that pause was. I honestly forgot.
1: Oh, I mean... <laughs> no wonder it didn't get five knives out of five. So don't make an impression.
4: Uh, I just got kind of, like, lost in the thought thinking about the lesbian version that doesn't exist. Um, But, yeah. And that's the end of, of Romance Month. Which, like, wow, wasn't it romantic? Who knew Casper qualified? Uh,
3: <laughs> Everybody should have.
4: Everybody should have. Um, But, yeah, I... We're moving on to something else. Who wants to introduce it? I forgot what it is.
1: Oh, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Unless Sydney wants to do it, and then Sydney shall do it. (laughs) Um. Next up, we are truly leaving the romance behind. Because we are doing The Menu, um, which came out in 2022. (laughs) I love this movie. We we wanted to do a recent pick. This one has, I think, hit streaming services somewhat recently. So people have been talking about it a lot lately. Um, And we are excited to enter that conversation because there's so much to say.
4: There's a lot. There's just so much to say. There's a lot to say. Homies of Horror, have you seen it?
0: I've seen it. I love that movie. I love The Menu
3: i love it haven't. so much i haven't oh. either i'm excited
0: <laughs> so oh, yeah
3: y'all it's should so watch good. it
4: well okay can we thank y'all so much for coming on this was so much
2: fun wow Yes. thank you for having us yeah
0: thank you so much this was a blast i love this
2: our pleasure i mean and, like, wow thanks we really for making us watch the movie because i don't know if i would have watched this movie otherwise <laughs> to be I'm honest, i'm so glad
4: <laughs> you watched it yeah it's, it's a it's uh, not well known i know i had never ever heard of it before but adam knows his westerns that's my boyfriend uh, <laughs> so there you go um but yeah thank you all so much and le- we should do this again sometime soon <laughs> um so can you let our listeners know where they can find you and listen to you guys
2: yeah oh, shane why don't you take it away let's switch it up <laughs>
0: Wow. All right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and do that. But
1: sure. I'm black. <laughs> Yeah,
0: we'll <laughs> no, put real. you on the
1: spot. Oh, up
0: your head. There you go. Well, if you guys <laughs> want to find us, we are Homies of Horror at everything. That's Instagram and Twitter. But if you want to contact us directly, you can always email us at homiesofhorror at gmail.com. Um, and if you listen to our podcast, feel free to rate and, you know, tell us if you like the show or not. We love hearing from you guys. How was that, Erica?
2: And we stream. We stream on we Monday. Stream. Yeah. We stream on Twitch on, on Monday. On Twitch on Monday. Other also, than I that. horror. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tuned into
4: the stream. Is the stream uh like do you all just do like a podcast live or what what do you do on the stream?
2: Kind of like yeah. the first hour. We usually talk a little bit more about whatever movie we covered, and then we'll do like horror news, we'll watch trailers, and then the second <sighs> half is us playing a spooky game. And have oh lots of screaming, lots of drinking.
3: Yeah, oh, wait, wait, yeah, love yeah. I love that. That sounds <laughs> so much fun. Okay, see you on Monday. Damn. <laughs> wait, what, what time on Monday? I do competitive puzzling.
0: <gasps> oh, uh, what? That's so interesting. That's
3: <laughs> <laughs> their next stream. Yeah.
0: Um, our, Typically, it's like 5 p.m. PST is around the time that we will start.
4: Okay. okay. Cool. Amazing. That sounds great. Okay, well, now we're going to do our plugs. Um, so, you know, we love to have compliments. Why not give us a five-star review and in it also compliment homies of horror? Because weren't you just blown away? I was. um and we're also accepting five-star reviews on spotify as well and i know homies of horrors are also on spotify because that's where i was listening earlier today so why don't do a double whammy it'll make your day it'll make our day and follow us on social media we're at spooky underscore tuesday on tiktok twitter and instagram at spooky tuesday pod on facebook and tumblr And we have a YouTube channel that's at Spooky underscore Tuesday. Damn, I keep forgetting that one. And we're at Spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd. Wouldn't it be great if we were just one thing everywhere? No, we keep you on your toes here. We make you think really hard. We didn't have that sort of (laughs) (laughs) forethought when we were setting up our account. Um, But anyway, thank y'all for listening.
3: Love you. Bye, Spookies. What you people
0: want. Just a couple more minutes of your time about the same duration as the rest of your life.
1: Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamra, and our podcast art is by Mary Murphy who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore omg.